this is the time, this is the place, and this is FC3 Monkey Business, your one-stop shop for everything geeky. And since everything is geeky, if you love it enough, you never know what you're going to get. This is your host, IMC. And guess what? This week we're going to be talking about... Hit it. <laughs> the Avengers. Assemble. They, they, you finally hear it this time. All right, first of all, before I go any further, you got to know when you're listening to this particular podcast... Spoilers. Spoilers. So spoilers. many spoilers. Spoilers. Okay. Uh, in a three-hour movie, you have to understand that we all loved it. We all saw it. We Have we all seen it? Yes. yes. We've all yes. seen it. Yeah. Have you seen it? Sherry's seen it twice. I haven't seen it twice yet, but I'm going to be seeing it twice soon. Avengers Endgame has hit the end of the first chapter of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. 22 movies culminating in a three-hour spectacle... How are you, Becca? We're doing. You're doing okay over there? All right. I'm going to come to you in a moment. Because I have to keep reminding myself that you're in the booth today. Because <laughs> I don't want to... Like, she's over there, man. She's over there, man. All right. So I am your host. I am Chris. In the studio with me, as always, the Billy. Hi, Chris. Hello, Billy. And his secret identity, Captain Falcon. Yes. Who? <laughs> you like that who one? Who Sure. Yeah, there we go. And, Absolutely. Um, and Chartreuse Widow. Tanya Wetris is in the, in the house. Wetris? <laughs> <laughs> I said Metris. No, no, you, you did You, you said Wetris. Well, it's better than calling you monkey shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, don't go there again. Don't break Lana again. I can't break dun, dun, Lana dun. again. Oh, boy. Uh, we just put her back together. Come on. I'm out of super too glue. Late. You broke her again. Yeah, I'm out of super glue. And the Azure Witch, Anne, is in the house. Hello. Hello. I'm trying to think of uh, on the fly. I'm trying to think of all these great names right now. Um, the Autumn Soldier. Uh, Tony, yeah, sure. Tony Baquetta is in the house today. Yeah. The, <laughs> the Autumn Soldier. What? Um, Autumn. Let's, let's see. So we've got Captain Falcon, the Chartreuse Witch. No, the, uh, Widow. the Chartreuse Widow, Azure Witch, Autumn, um, Autumn, Autumn Soldier. Soldier. Okay. And um, Sushi. I'm sorry, what? Just a shuri. <laughs> Sushi? <laughs> Sushi. Okay, I'm dead fish. Is anybody fish. writing this down? Because there's no I'm way in hell I'm remembering fish. it. Yeah. But in, in a variety awesome. of wonderful colors and textures. Yeah. <laughs> Raw fish, that's me. <laughs> Some of it's cooked. Or is that sushimi? It's tempura. Oh. It's no, 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 mom, mom, you're a California roll. Uh, <laughs> you're all uh, vegetables. Um, oh, I don't even know where I'm going to go with Andy here. Wasabi peas? The bulk. The bulk? <laughs> the incredible right. bulk. Right. <laughs> it was before and after. Before shots of the 60-pound oh, weight loss didn't help at all. Oh, see, no. And this is what happens when Chris goes off script. Hello. <laughs> see... Captain Becca? <laughs> Captain, no, let's... Captain no, I've Becca. actually already had a name given to me. Because I joined a frat and I'm in the comic book line, so now they know me as Teenage uh, Negasonic... No, I, I messed that up. It's Negasonic Teenage, teenage Warhead. Te Negasonic Teenage Warhead. That's who I am uh, now. All right, so you're the Warhead. <laughs> okay. But that's not an Avenger. And, and our host, okay. Doctor no, Stranger. She, she's Doctor. A, <laughs> <laughs> I'm as strange as they come, so yes, that works. You were a stranger works. when I met you, and you've been getting stranger ever, ever since. since. Uh, Do you but, have one for Monk? Warhead is definitely she's MCU at least, so that or she's she's Marvel, so it doesn't matter. So for Monk, oh for Monk, um, let's see what would be a good one for Monk. There's so there, there there's a great scene towards the end of Endgame where you see all of, like the current uh, mm. female uh, Marvel heroes. Monkery, Monkery. <laughs> no, that's like kind of silly. No. That's kind of silly. Captain <laughs> Monkey. 
Kevin. No, we already no. got a, we got a couple of captains in the house. Um, she monk. Okay. There we go. <laughs> I'll work with that. She monk. She monk. There we go. Okay. We got she monk. Who's not made their her her MCU debut yet? But I expect that'll be happening in, in phase like six. Um, all right. So now we've got that out of the way. Uh, what did we think of this movie generally? It's awesome. Russo, uh, Russo's brothers outdid themselves. Okay. Enjoyed every minute of it. We loved it. We're mm-hmm. we're good with it. Anne. Anne's thinking about a response. I don't think <laughs> Anne was as on board as we are. No, I, I'm not. Um, okay. <clears throat> Which is good. As somebody who's read all of the comics, because there's three different series of comics that lead up to right. this. Um, it was a, a little weird. Weird in terms of how they executed it? Yes. Okay. Yes. I mean, when it comes to special effects and graphics and, and, and even their plot line, it was great. But it was not what I was expecting, being that I've read so many of the comics. Okay. So the diehard fans, and those are a lot of the people I was seeing online after I saw the movie and I was actually safe to go out onto the social media. <laughs> the diehard fans, uh, especially like artist uh, Graham Nolan, who who's the character, the guy who created Bane uh, in the Batman series, he was very critical of the movie. Yeah. Um, and so I'm wondering if that is, is there being too deep into one medium does not allow you to appreciate fully the other. I appreciate the MCU universe as it comes in the movies. Right. But as so much of Infinity War followed with more along the line of the comic books, okay. I was hoping they would continue it in Endgame. So and you're hoping not. for like Adam Warlock and things like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> when they basically solved it by not introducing anything really new. So, and that, I, I feel, you know what? I don't think we really gave Captain Marvel a, a good once over. I wasn't going to give Captain Marvel a 10. I, I don't even, th- I think I was going to go 7, 5, maybe an 8. Captain Marvel I'd was really it good. Eight. It was a good movie. But the backstory does not follow along. It doesn't it follow seemed- along. And I think now that I see Endgame, I feel like, oh crap, we want to put together Endgame and use only the things that we've done so far, but we need our ringer and we haven't developed one. So let's quick whip Captain Marvel together. And throw that out there, and they did a good job of it. I don't, I don't want to slam the movie, but it, that I think Endgame being the condition it was in helped me understand Captain Marvel and its placement and its feel. Yes. Right. So it was like, oh, okay, we need that ringer. Um, damn. All right, let's do this. Here's our solution, and this will be great. And they did a good job with it. They did. They brought Captain Marvel in at a good place and a good time. Right. In that, and and I see where they where they brought the the whole MCU universe in with that. Mm-hmm. I but think, they could have done a better story with Black Panther and Captain Marvel together in the end. I think uh, that they definitely, I think it might have been, uh, I like Captain Marvel, don't get me wrong, but I think it might have been a better idea to bring in Adam Warlock as opposed to Captain Marvel because they did hint about it at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Yeah, but they really, see, here's the thing. They didn't follow through on that, and mm-hmm. so to bring Adam into the end game. Well, no, instead what, of uh, Captain Marvel do an Adam Warlock movie right. and swap the two characters. But I think I understand why they're trying to do that right now, mm-hmm. because they have the Galaxy of the, uh, Galaxy of the Guardians. Here, <laughs> doing You're doing that directory style, aren't you? Oh, man. Yeah, directory style, thank you. Uh, they, You know, you have the Guardians... Um, storylines kind of hovering over the MCU at the moment, and then mm-hmm. you had the mainline MCU going on. Um, so I just think Adam Warlock would have been more ham-fisted to bring it in properly than Captain Marvel. So I think they did fine with that. And, you know, 
the, the long and short of it, the best review I've seen of it so far, it was an hour-long review. Oh. Kevin Smith. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Kevin sat there and did a rundown. He was telling the story, and he was talking about you know, what he liked, what he didn't like. He was basically telling the story of this three-hour movie. He did it in an hour. Uh, but it was great to hear it from his perspective because the one thing we love about Kevin Smith, we all love Kevin Smith because he's a fan. Mm-hmm. Not just He's not just a great storyteller. He's not just a great cinematographer and director of these funny-ass movies. He's a fan, mm-hmm. just like us. So he's talking about all this great stuff about the movie, and he made the, the, the point um, where you know he was praising the Russo brothers because of um, this basically being the ultimate fan Fan piece. Fan service. Fan service. Fan service is the term he was using. (laughs) So he's saying the Russo brothers are like, okay, instead of introducing a whole lot of new stuff, let's thank everybody who came on this 11 year long ride with us. And so we're going to do all of this great stuff. I think that's really one of the main reasons why they brought the time travel aspect into it. So they go back and touch on all of the the greatest hits uh, all the way through the Marvel Cinematic Universe. 22 freaking movies. 22 movies in 11 years. That is insane. I, I don't think anything has ever done anything close to that, ever. Took a small city. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think Marvel did a really great job of bringing in Captain Captain Marvel into a mm-hmm. time when we needed the girl power mm-hmm. aspect of it because mm-hmm. she's created a whole new generation of, of now comic book loving people. Right. And now to tie it in with Endgame is... It's 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 a money maker. That's, yeah. that's really what it is. I mean, it went from let's how much money can we make without having to create new characters and new people to play mm-hmm. to pay. Well, here's here's the stats. You know, Sherry compiled them for me. Fastest to five hundred million took them three days. Fastest to one billion, they did it in five. Fastest to one point five billion dollars, they did it in eight days. You know, and then uh, fastest to two billion, they it, eleven days to two billion dollars. Highest opening weekend gross, $1.23 billion. You know, United States and Canada, fastest to 50, fastest to 100, you know, all the way down. It, it's in 11 days. This movie has made more money than just about any other blockbuster out there. It sank the Titanic. For it's God's sake. Cameron and actually needed to do said that. Yeah. And it did it with humor, pathos, oh my storytelling. God. I, it, it, didn't, uh, it didn't sacrifice. No. The, the things that made all the other movies so great. Right. It didn't all of a sudden completely change tones to completely serious. No. It still made you laugh. It still made you cry. It made you think. It made you excited. Mm-hmm. It was everything that all those movies were up to this point. And then some. Uh-huh. And it nobody was... hid in a bathtub. And nobody... Or, pardon me, a freezer. Yeah, nobody had to hide in a freezer. <laughs> but sure. There were things that I so loved about this film, and there were things that really bothered me about this film what really bothered you about this film um okay i want to preface the whole scene in vormir okay with clint and natasha. with and natasha mm-hmm. loved it thought that was the only way no two other two people could have gone that's exactly how it should have gone it's exactly how it should have been they should have them fighting over who got the chance to sacrifice themselves for the other these two people who have been established as best friends through this whole franchise Uh that was perfect and her Winning, yeah, because so he could go back to his family was perfect because they were her family too, mm-hmm. and she didn't want them to be without him. That was perfect. What would you say to the? Because I heard this commentary on an, on another discussion thread. 
uh, what would you say to the person who's going to say, well, that just it's it's a terrible thing. There was the most there was the worst scene in the movie because what they're saying is that you have to have a family to be valid. Nope. That is exactly right. This person they made were it basically her family. Yeah, they yeah. this person busted the hell His out of youngest, the Russo brothers because well, okay, fine. Black Widow, she doesn't have a family, she doesn't have anything, so she's worthless, I guess. She doesn't contribute to the whole society value. So since she doesn't have a family, she we should kill her off. No, no, that's not how I saw it at all. Her his youngest child is named for her. Mm-hmm. That's her family too. Yeah. All of these people are her family. She was she even says that. She, Doesn't she even talks yes. about that? She mm-hmm. needed to do this, mm-hmm. and it was her choice. Now, the savvy people in the audience, how many chills went down the spine the moment that you heard that, that those two were going to go to Vormir, and you kind of already knew what was yep. going to come? I think everybody of, knew it was, yeah. that was going yeah. to happen. Yeah. Well, here's the thing is because... You know, you guys all know Juliana, my daughter's reaction to Infinity War as everybody's disappearing and the, and the loss uh-huh. is occurring. And then Ant-Man and Wasp. And, and then the Ant-Man and Wasp. <laughs> so Jules was already, you know, broken from by the MCU, <laughs> as, as several people can say. But she sat yep. between me and her Show brother Ian. All right. So there's Ian and I are on either side of her. And as the opening sequence is starting to play... Her, her pose was, she just grabbed on the forearm of the both of us, and that was where she stood, that was basically her entire pose for the entire movie, watching this movie, was grabbing onto her brother's forearm and my forearm, <laughs> and then I knew where we were in the tenor of it as how hard she was squeezing or if she was letting go. And of course, as soon as she, as soon she did not put the two plus two together on Vormir, not like I did. I didn't did. either, I initially. Didn't either. And as soon as they show up on Vormir, and they're addressing the Red Skull, which I thought was the greatest callback ever. Um, that's when all of a sudden you could see the wheels start to turn in in her head, and I knew this because there were bruises in my forearm before they even started fighting. <laughs> she knew what was she knew one of one of them was going down, and and so it's it's that whole leading that whole story leading you into that moment, taking you from the the, the nascent moment of like, oh yeah, Clinton and Tasha are going to go to Vormir. Okay, that might be a problem. Oh, and then taking you all the way to the I'm having flashbacks to Civil War. Are we still friends? It depends on how hard you hit me. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's goes all it's circled around into that. I, I thought it was just an amazing, amazing sequence. Yeah. So I loved that, and I thought mm-hmm. it was perfect, and I thought that it was a validation, not a negation mm-hmm. of Black Widow. And you, being the preeminent feminist on the on the panel, I wanted to make sure to get your your yeah. impression of that because, like I said, I'd heard that other review, and I was like, yeah. oh, that's somebody's just struggling for something to complain about. Now, do we have? Um, but what I do want to say is, okay, you based say... on that, based on that, yeah, we, the we... fact that she didn't get her big moment with the group the, the way Tony did, right, bothered me. Right. Well, it was just not possible at that point. They couldn't. Have, that couldn't have been something for both of them. It was just Tony at the end. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, I've seen it twice now. The first time I saw it, bothered the shit out. So I left the fact the film. that Natasha was at the end. No, the, no, the that, Natasha, they didn't that they didn't remember do the memorial. Oh, that she Tony's wasn't part of the funeral. Yeah, yeah that I, when they did the I memorial. Did, that for was kind of weird for me. That bothered me. But I have to say, mm-hmm. after watching it the second time, mm-hmm. I was more comfortable with it mm-hmm. because of who. Tony was in comparison of mm-hmm. to who Natasha was. Tony was big and bombastic, and everybody loved Tony, and everybody knew who Tony was. And Natasha was quiet. She was the spy behind the scenes. Right. Mm-hmm. So would she have wanted something like that? That I'm not Probably sure Probably not, but it seems that they just forgot about her. That's what it felt that, like. That, that they didn't do anything to remember her memory and her part I agree. This, and they were talking about Tony, 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 and mm-hmm. Iron Man, and 
whatsoever in that. Isn't that an '80s woman? Tony, 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 isn't that? Oh, uh, no, I mean, yes, uh, every guy, every time you say Tony, I think you're talking to me. Yeah. <laughs> so, that that was that was like just my frustration uh-huh. with yeah. it is that they they recognize or whatever Tony at the end, and then the whole thing with Cap and think, but then they just said, yeah, uh, talking, yeah, I'll miss her, yeah. and, and that's pretty much it. Becca. Hello. Becca, Becca, Becca. Another slight complaint with that scene, it's, it's the thing that got to me the most, is that it felt like I wanted to enjoy that scene. I really wanted to feel something, but I felt like I never got the chance to really know Hawkeye or um, Black Widow through the MCU movies. Okay. Like they're always just kind of hanging in the back. So and it's like, the battle of the B-list characters is what you're saying? Kind of. Like, uh-huh. I wanted to know more about them going into this because oh, yeah. I love their characters. I think we're finally going to get Budapest when also, we do the Black Widow. There is a Black yeah. Widow coming. There's a Black Widow movie. Yeah, I think Budapest Can is I just say how absolutely disappointed I am in the Marvel Cinematic Universe for ignoring the fact that Hawkeye is deaf? Yes. Can, I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. That's the that. one thing that has pissed me off the most. As a matter of fact, they kind of make reference to it in a, in a recent issue of Deadpool, um, where he's mm-hmm. talking to Hawkeye and he starts signing to yeah. Hawkeye, and Hawkeye's looking at him like, "You're the first to have done that in ages. What the hell?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Didn't like, he like at one point lift up the, the bottom of yeah, his mask? Yeah, lift up the bottom of his mask yeah. and he so he signs, and Hawkeye's like, and he's, "All right." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they had completely glossed over Hawkeye being deaf. Yeah. And you know and. They probably have their reasons, whatever. It's it's too late to armchair quarterback that anymore at this point. Um, but I, you know, that's that's one of those little those details that the avid fans are always going to be like, well, <laughs> you know, that's why I'm not giving the whole series a ten. You know, we'll give mm-hmm. it a nine. You know, it was awesome, but you missed a few big pieces. Um, so Heimdall still dead. Loki still dead, but Maybe. with an asterisk <laughs> because of the schmas at the end. <laughs> Well, um, they're uh, they're giving him his own show. Yep. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But here's the thing: is is that can it was happen weird anytime. how they kind of established that Loki might still be alive. They didn't resurrect him; they just gave him an out. <laughs> you know that kind of a thing. It was yeah. very strange. Right. So, yeah. what do we what do we want to talk about? I mean, there's three hours of material to talk about. Thor. What, Thor. Oh God. <laughs> Surfer, I, my, bro, my friend Thor. Sean. I God love Sean. Sean was in there and he goes, "Yes." Finally, a character I can cosplay. <laughs> he was so excited. <laughs> See, he's. I thought it was overdone, though. That's another they thing went too where, far I, with where it. they I'm, did go too far. Yeah. That's another one where I'm like, uh, I mean, on the one hand, you got okay, you don't have to be a perfect god to be worthy, and then in the other, oh, let's make fun of people with PTSD. I don't think it was I, really making fun of people with PTSD. I think it was making fun of pe- fat people, to be honest. Well, and why was he fat? Well, it's because he let himself go because he was so just just depressed over everything. PTSD. I, well, you know, I, I thought it was <laughs> more of a commentary and, on depression and dealing yeah. and trying to deal with grief and not. Yeah, being, yeah. And, and, and he didn't have city. he pushed all of his friends away, and as a result, he fell into a great malaise. Mm-hmm. And um, it was his friends who uh, helped him pull out of that. And because he felt it was like his fault that he didn't mm-hmm. kill yeah. him initially. I will. Yeah. I will give him this. I do feel that the surfer bro Thor went too far, but at the end when he got ready for battle and the lightning came and his armor appeared and everything, they didn't sh- they didn't skinny him. No, nope. they stuck to their guns and they said, "Okay, no, this is Thor. He's a big fellow right now, so roll with it." <laughs> they didn't suddenly like mysteriously make the fat evaporate when he got into his armor. Nope. So mm-hmm. is he going to be in the next Guardians of yes. the Galaxy yes. movie? Yes. And is, is he that going a confirmed to be thing though? Back it in is. Shape? Is it? It is. Do we have something in print saying that, or is that just um, everybody's hope right now? 
I think uh, James Gunn commented on it or something. How much do I love that James Gunn is back oh, with I Guardians know. of the Galaxy? Oh, my God. This, yeah. That's the way it should took, be. And all it took was for them to go, oh, DC wants him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, then we'll forget everything, all the issues we had. <laughs> you know what I wish they'd done in that showdown between Thor and uh, Thanos hmm. towards the end, where Thanos is kind of pushing the axe towards Thor's chest and the whole thing happens with Captain America. Yeah. I just wanted Thor to say you should have gone for the head. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. It would have been the perfect come around. Yeah. Okay. Yes, um, thank okay. you. I want to say I saw it the second time with Monk. Uh-huh. When Captain America picks oh. up the hammer, Lana literally Ooh. sat bolt upright in her chair and went, Yes! <laughs> that I was been the, waiting for that. Captain America with the hammer was one of two times I cried during that movie. <laughs> Well, a lot of people were expecting it, and there are those of us who knew that in the books it has happened, where Cap picked up the hammer, I'm not even going to try to pronounce it, and, and went to Mel town here. with it. Yeah, num num. Um, <laughs> I'm always going with Darcy. Num num. Anyway, um, so what did you think, Billy? What did you think of that moment when Cap got the hammer? Oh, it was awesome. I, I like most people in here, not everyone, I was just thrilled from the second that movie started to the end, and yeah. I, yeah. I loved sort of the slow build a lot of people oh, it was too slow in the beginning well it was supposed to be too slow in the beginning mm-hmm. it's a it was a not a period a, a think piece almost mm-hmm. I, I think oh, i'm sorry go ahead you finish so just a commentary um, i took it as sort of a, a 9-11 after effect type of thing mm-hmm. where people were still sort of rebuilding from the uh uh the therapy class that that Steve Rogers was leading. Mm-hmm. That was a, that was an amazing scene. Yes, yeah. it was. By the way, I'm so glad. And, they and did here's that. some trivia for you: the guy who created the Thanos character was in that group. He was the one he was talking. In, he yeah. was one of the one. He no, the one gay- of the Russo brothers was also talking yeah. too, wasn't he? Yeah. Or there was two. Oh, that's what I was thinking. The, yeah, the one gay of the Russo guy. brothers was there, and and yeah. um, and then the guy who created Thanos mm-hmm. were both in that in that scene. Yeah, what threw me for just a second in that scene was the the guy that spoke that talked about missing his partner, the gay man, mm-hmm. for a quick second. It looked to me like it was Bruce Banner, and I was like, "The Hulk's gay." <laughs> oh, that's that's. Oh, I first thought it was the, it was Paul in. from the Hulk says gay com- rights. Yeah. I thought it was Paul from the Sprint commercials yeah. for a moment. What was that, Becca? This just in: Hulk says gay rights. <laughs> Go ahead, Andy. Just, just for perspective on a timeline of five years later. Uh huh. Yesterday, I read a headline that said that for the first time since September tenth, two thousand and one. Mm-hmm. The employment in Lower Manhattan has exceeded what it was September 10th, 2001. Wow. So life is returning. Yeah, 18 yeah. years later. Yeah, it only took us 18 years. The, yeah. the Avengers did it in but five. I think. Yeah, but they use time a, travel. Yes, yeah. yeah, I'm just <laughs> saying, I think that's a good way to give you kind of a that thematic feel. test of the theme. Right. Where but, they are five years later as opposed to where in real life we've gotten 18 years later. I oh. have a theory about this movie. Tell me your theory. It was made for me. Was made for you specifically for me. <laughs> how do you say that? Okay, you know Give how. Give me a pen too, because I have a thought rolling around in my head. I'm going to lose it pretty okay, soon. Okay, you know how you are about dystopian stuff. Uh, apparently. You know what mine is? Mm-hmm. What? What's mine, Lana? What's my catnip? Time travel and. and- Heists and heists, yeah. And I was not <laughs> expecting this film to do both. <laughs> it was made a time heist. Nice was, Doctor Who reference, by the way. Just for me, it was yeah. made just for Actually, me. Actually, th- that's one thing I was going to mention. To go from the seriousness of the the therapy session, mm-hmm. and not too much later, uh, sort of them explaining this is how we're going to do the time travel thing, mm-hmm. and 
Scott Lang goes, okay, we can't talk to ourselves. We uh, there's no betting on sports. And, and no, Tony goes, no, this isn't Back to the Future. And then Tony explains, and at the end, Scott Lang goes. Are you saying Back to the Future is a shitty movie? <laughs> <laughs> I love how like they just dunk on every single tram travel movie up to that point. Yes. <laughs> but then they follow the Back to the Future rules. Yes, they, they still did. wound up like trying to avoid themselves. Yes. And, and, and all failed those tropes. quite yes. miserably. Yeah. Actually, oh, that's that America's Captain. ass. That's America's ass. <laughs> that's the best. Yes. 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 Like, I can do this all day. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah, sure no. you can. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, love, I love Captain America realizing. Yeah, I really was a sanctimonious. <laughs> <laughs> I really was. However, just, you know, sorry to jump in, but I love the fact that every single trailer for this movie. Was only the first five Showed minutes. Yes. Showed no, nothing. Perfect. Absolutely. Which is perfect. We Love need it. trailers like that back because it's how many trailers like give away the, the entire friggin' movie? It's kind of like, like the Last Jedi movie also yeah. gave us everything that nothing All the was, vibe. All the vibe and nothing other than like the... You wouldn't have guessed that Tony was saved in the first five minutes of the movie. No, God, Captain no. Marvel saves him? Okay, let's move on. You would think move that, yep. right, that everything that we saw in the trailer was... Now you want to talk about PTSD, by the way? How about oh, how about God. early Tony? Oh God! You wow. know, mm-hmm. and and how he was reacting and telling basically area go screw themselves, and he was out, and you know I'm going home, and I got I got mine at least to you know hell with y'all, you know. Yeah. And he was that was an entirely different character than what you were expecting to see. But it was so right. Yes, it was so incredibly right. I yep. think everyone reacted <laughs> exactly the way they should have reacted to those things and we nailed it we nailed it way back when we nailed it about ronan <laughs> we did we yes. did we predicted that we, pre- pre- <laughs> we, we called it we knew it and uh and we were right and so we're going to pat ourselves on the shoulder for that one um before I, we get too far into the the rest of the stuff but i, I want to talk i want to wheel back a little bit to how it was a very methodical slow-paced movie for the for the bulk of it and i'm thinking that's good I liked it, and it because it because I've seen so many wrap up and franchise closing closing movies in the past that have rushed. It's like it's like when a a TV series has been canceled, and so they're trying to pack in all the great storylines in the last two or three episodes of the last season, and you're just like, what the hell just happened to me? These are people who knew the end was near because they were in control of it. And they knew the end of this chapter of the MCU was happening. Mm-hmm. That was the entire purpose of the movie. So we're going to pace it so that we can get all the fan service that we want and all the little references in so we can make the plot. So you can, we're going to telegraph damn near everything so that you feel like you know exactly what's happening at all times and then you never see the twists coming. Perfect example. Give me one. Um, the fight between Captain America and Captain America. Right. <laughs> no, you, in that. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Cap as we know him, not the Captain America from, right, from the, past. the past. How do I just, how do I defeat myself? Well, he knows more. He's ten years wiser. But what I'm saying is, you never expect to hear Bucky's alive. <laughs> yeah, no, no. And that right there, that was the Martha moment it, for me. I'm sorry. Yeah. As soon as he said Bucky's alive, um, <laughs> you know, all I could think of was was Billy mocking the Martha moment in, in Batman versus Superman. <laughs> that was, I it to me that was just. Not the right way to have pulled that step. That <laughs> the, whole, the whole thing is for me. Yeah, I went. My mind immediately flashed back to Winter Soldier mm-hmm. when he sees Bucky for the first time. You just see him drop his guard completely. Right. 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 
And so he knew he did that himself. Uh huh. So that was the way to defeat him. So I think a, a, the, a moment that for me was a better indication Martha. of what of exactly what you're mm-hmm. talking about was Hail Hydra. That was great. I was waiting for someone. That was such a salute to the comic book series, the recent only, comic book series. Only time that that is a, an acceptable time for Captain America to say <laughs> that is in that moment. Agreed. And then, and, and, and I was waiting for him to say, Renlo's does anyone want to get off before we start? I, that's what I was expecting. <laughs> that's what I was expecting. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> was expecting that. Yes, that that entire that. elevator was set up the exact same way. Because I, 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 I pulled so, up Civil War and I looked. The elevator, everybody was in the same place in that elevator scene that they are in civil war yeah and i'm like oh they're gonna do it again <laughs> but they couldn't and then he goes hell hydra and renlo pissed himself right there on the spot <laughs> just pissed himself and and that was it and it was over and i'm like wow and the smile as he's walking off he's the like, elevator was <laughs> awesome. he's like i know something you guys don't <laughs> yep becca favorite avenger do you even have to ask Captain America? Yeah. You like America's ass, don't you? <laughs> She's also cosplayed him. <laughs> I know. I have to, I have to say these things because I want to put it on record because I'm going to ask Andy the same question. Favorite Avenger? Wow, that's a that's tough. I this is going to be weird. I like Sam. I like Falcon just because he is Falcon's awesome. The thing I like about him, uh huh, is he's broken. He knows it. He doesn't. He's not afraid to put that up front mm-hmm. that he's broken, but. <laughs> You watch him, and for all you hear that he's broken, mm-hmm. he never shows it, which means he's on his way to getting better. Yeah, which is something that's different from a lot of he's always got the this other kind of characters. He's, he's always calm about things because he understands these guys. He, big, and he, and he he understands his place and stuff. But the other thing is, it look it seems like he deals with his inner conflict. Mm-hmm. Better than anyone else. Mm-hmm. And let's not talk about the finales just yet. We're going to get to all of the finales in, in, in a few minutes here. But uh, I want to go around the, around the table real quick. I'm, I'm assuming by your reaction, Little Monk, that you have a similar opinion that Andy does to a favorite Avenger. Yes. Okay. Yes, I do. So you're both Thank a- you, Andy. <laughs> hey, no problem. <laughs> all right. Sure. Um, That's hard. It that's is hard. Really, really hard. Hard. You can love them all, but just pick one right now off the top of your head that, that sticks out in your head. Natasha. Okay. Tanya. What she said. Okay. And? <laughs> Hulk. Hulk. That's why it's hard. <laughs> Finky Hulk was a lot of fun to watch. <laughs> Finky Hulk was a lot of fun yeah. to watch. Go ahead, Billy. Give me a favorite I'm going it. Tony. Going Tony? Yeah. I am Iron Man. Yep. Um, <laughs> I am. Uh, there's a triple of Iron Man fans in the in the in the house because it's he's been my guy since Iron Man 2008. I was actually watching that this morning when, when Tiny showed up to pick me up for, for Iron for Man as a today. character, but Captain America as an ideal. I can go with that. That's I can a great go. Obs- I can. Mm-hmm. I'm down for that. That's a great observation, yeah. actually. I do like that observation. Least favorite. My least favorite. Least favorite Avenger. I gotta say, I'm sorry to. Say, it's it's got to be Clint. And, but that's not Clint's. That's not Jerry Renner's fault. It's not Clint's fault as a character because I've seen some some animated features and some comic books with with Hawkeye that are awesome. It's MCU's fault, in my opinion. They have not. They finally gave him some loving in Endgame, mm-hmm. but they missed so many mm-hmm. opportunities mm-hmm. throughout the previous twenty two movies. So I still love him. For reference, Becca him. is making a thank you to God uh, <laughs> a face and motion right now. They missed so many opportunities with Hawkeye, and. Uh, Go ahead. Hmm. Hmm. Tanya, least favorite? I don't think you have one. 
I love the Are we talking family. original Avengers or just the cast? Everybody who's shown up in the MCU at this point okay. as an Avenger. All right. Oh, I don't think I have a least favorite, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just not not ones that give love to. Thinky all. Hulk over regular Hulk. Uh, not a no. big fan. Not a big fan. I, I loved Hulk. looking at the Mark. It gave Mark Ruffalo Mark something Ruff- to do. Yeah. In the movie, and I enjoyed that. I'm gonna go Captain Marvel though, just because. They haven't done I haven't enough seen her with her yet. yet. Yeah, and I, haven't seen her I didn't. Really I didn't depth. love the solo movie. Okay. I would probably I'm, say like Mantis. Mantis is cute though. Yeah, she's good. She, there's a purpose to her. Is. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, just, she is, is eh. cute. I'm yeah. gonna agree with uh, Billy though. Um, I. I I like Captain Marvel, but not as much as I like literally everybody else. <laughs> yeah, which is fine. I think that you're gonna see. It's like you know when we're talking about Doctor Who, Jodie Whittaker, the, her first season was weak because the writing was careful and and not really taking her off the leash. So it's not a comment on Jodie, it's a comment on the writing. And I think in series two, you're going to see the Doctor really kind of come into her own. In this, I think it's the same way with Captain Marvel. It was treated almost the identical same way, where that first movie, there was a lot of safe. They they didn't go for the guts. They didn't go for the, the, the risk. They didn't go for the payoff. They went for the nice, easygoing movie that will introduce this character without a whole lot of t- stepping on toes. Now that they know they have, they have the character established, they can come around and, and really start waffling some things upside the head with a with a brick. What? That's a really good point. I'm actually listening to a podcast right now where they're going through all of the MC, MCU movies one at a time, mm-hmm. culminating with Endgame. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that they talk about is the most successful of the MCU you movies are the ones where they take chances. Yes. Uh-huh. The ones that they do the safe thing are not nearly as Successful. successful. Like well, they, mean, were saying, they were saying, profitable because every the hype, everybody was yeah, looking forward to it. They were talking about how okay, uh, Iron Man. Uh-huh. Who would ever have thought to hire Robert Downey Jr. with his past right. and with his, with the roles he's had in the past? Uh-huh. Why would they ever think to do... He's not an action star. Nobody was thinking about that. And, and think back then. I mean, everybody now knows who Iron Man is. But yeah. back then, he was a B character. Yeah. He was. Sure. So he was a B character with an actor who pretty much everyone assumed his career was over. His career was just over. They took uh, the director. John Favreau, yeah. Yeah, he's a comedy director. I mean, and a rom-com director at that. At that. And then they went to The Incredible Hulk, where they picked... A huge action star. No, Edward Norton was not. Well, a huge he was a huge star. star at he the time. He was a huge star, yeah. But he had done and he had done some acts. He'd done some action, mm-hmm. and they picked a big action director. Mm-hmm. And the movie tanked. Tanked. Mm-hmm. Well, tanked it, for the it MCU. Tanked. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it tanked. <laughs> but then to they, the point where they basically retconned it. <laughs> yeah. No, no not, entirely. No, that no. was the retcon. The original was the Ang Lee with um, Eric, Eric. Bana. But yeah. that's not part of this. That's not an MCU movie. It's not oh, one yeah, of the yeah, MCU yeah. movies. Yeah. But um, yeah, so it was that, and it was a good point. Is when when they take chances is when they do the best. Mm-hmm. When the MCU has done the best, they took huge. They borrowed money for Iron Man. They had no clue if it was going to pay off, mm-hmm. and they just wanted to make their money back. So maybe they could make another one. And, <laughs> and to Sherry's point, who heard of Guardians of the Galaxy before that movie came well, out? Me, but I'm no, weird. but I, that's what I'm saying is that yeah. it's become. Maybe Household my name. favorite of the uh, the characters. Yeah. And James Gunn is not. It was not a I household name before mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, where are we going here? I am Groot. You're in Groot. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so we didn't finish. And least favorite. 
Avenger? Groot. Groot. <laughs> he was not used well enough. No, that's uh, true. It's not yeah. the character. It's 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 with my Hawkeye point. Yeah. Not used appropriately. Yeah. I mean, the, the or original Valkyrie. Groot. Huh? Or Valkyrie. Valkyrie. Well, here, you know. I'm let's, not a huge Valkyrie fan, and I, and I want to. I think to. Valkyrie was fine in Thor Ragnarok, her movie. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. What we need to do now is before we start nitpicking that, um, I think Ann and I are talking about over the course of. Oh, because okay. in the first Guardians movie, Groot was at his best. I he grows back a lot faster in the comic books than he has in the movies. Yeah. And I think that they did him a disservice by leaving him in like in Guardians Two as teenage Groot. As teen and in Infinity War, you know, so they've they've kind of hint, they gimped him a little bit. Um but anyway, um <laughs> There was a point that I was. They gimped him. They really did. Um, damn. There was a he, point he I wanted to make. If he had grown as fast as he had in, in, in the comic books, yeah, then they would have been, been fine. And he would have been much more useful than a Brody, angry little teenager in right. this one. Yeah, and I, I didn't like that. I just had to keep reminding myself they're not the same character. They're not the same right. character. But the, with Valkyrie, you the know, the original cut, group is not teen group. I'm going to cut Tony characters. off at the pass with uh, the Valkyrie mention because. When you have a movie that is so, and in a scene section, you know that third act was was the the was the annual, that was the fan service, mm-hmm. the biggest fan service. You're not going to be able to give proper screen time to every single character at that point. Once they're back, you know you've got very little time left between the return of everybody and the end of the movie. And so to have a substantial Black Panther scene is impossible. To have a substantial Okoye scene, impossible. Um, you know, Spider-Man, Ant-Man, all of these guys who work well. Ant-Man, it was throughout the movie. But anyway, you're getting the idea of what I'm talking about. Doctor Strange, you, you're not going to get any more than 30 to 45 seconds of actual screen time for these characters. So Valkyrie, she had a little bit of a... Because th- she was not really going to be part of the main cast. So Valkyrie had a little bit of a nod when they brought Thor in and a little bit of a nod when they kicked Thor out. All right, but to say that you know I, I, I can't you know I, I would be hard pressed to say it was a bad character because of of her part of Endgame. Do you see where I was going with that? Please yeah, I see yes. where you're going. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, I just didn't really like her in in Ragnarok. Well, it's too bad because you know I, I liked her. Oh, in Ragnarok, <laughs> I, I would tend to agree. I, I liked her character in Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Um, although I do feel like she definitely needs more expounding um, from that. She's it's, supposed to be getting something. Isn't she? Or no, they're pretty much done. Unless they pop her back up in the MCU somewhere along they're the line. They're going to do, well, there's her and Hemsworth in the Men new Black. MIB. Yeah, MIB, the fourth Men in Black movie's coming out where you have Thor and Valkyrie. There is, there is talk of a Thor 4. They're talking about it, but I have not seen anything other than talk. So I think what's going to do is it's going to depend on how much he's involved in Guardians 3. Which he's officially not on the cast yet. He's on the cast list. Yeah, I mean, I I heard a lot of people earlier when uh. we were talking about it are very, like, yes, this is a thing. But you know, I'm a newsman now when it comes to nerd stuff, so I have to be very careful about what I confirm and what I don't confirm. And so I'm not really all the way to. There's, there's talk about. Yeah, I would assume there's a lot of talk. I would love to see it, and I think they set it up obviously. Oh yeah. They... So if you look at the clues in Endgame, you're thinking, okay, he's in Guardians Three. But well, and here, they called it as Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, Guardians. Well, <laughs> he did because there is a. But he's made reference to that in the comic books too. Mm-hmm. He, he Thor was part of the Guardians at one point, and he called them the Asgardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. and it drove Quill nuts. 
Okay, as long as we're talking about Guardians, where's Gamora right now? Is is Gamora? Gamora. Gamora is actually Gamora is a flying turtle. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, but Gamora is, is something I, I, else. Green. Is is past Gamora now current Guardian of yes. the Galaxy? Yeah, but yes. she's but she's missing. That's who Quill's searching for at the end of well, the That's movie. what I would imagine is going to be part of the story. You don't, you don't see you don't her fate in the final her. battle, but you see her show up. So if, if, show up, if help, Gamora then... is out there, it's past Gamora. It's not the, the Gamora that died on Vormir. Because I love that one line, well, it was either him or a talking tree or a tree. I forget. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, so she's currently not with the Guardians. Yeah, okay. I was wondering where she went to after she helped. We don't know. We so, do not know. Um, favorite part so far of the first two acts. When I just want to because the the ad, the the third act is is an entirely different conversation. We still haven't gone around to see least favorite Avengers. Oh, for, yes, I'm sorry, I didn't finish that conversation. Becca and I, I think. Hey, okay. Becca, who's your least favorite Avenger? Uh, toss up between Hawkeye because they did him a disservice, right? And Marvel. I just feel like. It's A, the movie was kind of flat. Also, I feel like she's just really overpowered and they used her as like an ex machina. Yeah. And it felt like a bit of a cheat. Well, yeah. And and I think we touched on that already. So like, I, I see what I you're saying. I was glad they had Thanos with the Power Stone actually knocking her out. That was a clever move on his part to, dis, cool. to dislodge the Power Stone, pop it in his other hand, and then punch her in the face with it. Yeah. So. I was glad they had that because she, she's just like really overpowered and it feels like she can't be defeated. Right. And, and that's part of the... Uh, I think her exploration in in the comic books, you see the character development where she knows she's the most powerful thing in the universe until she runs into the thing that actually is, you know, and that's kind of where she finds her limits and has to learn that you just can't slug away at something because Mm -hmm. not everything is going to, you know, fall and crumple before you. So, but yeah, I mean, Hawkeye got a disservice throughout the entire MCU. They gave him some love at the end, but it was... You know, not enough as far as I'm. I'd like to see that that character fully justified in the future. Yes, go ahead. They gave him some bouncing love baby monk. in Age of Ultron. Some. Who? Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Some. I know Tanya has been giving him lots of love over the past eight years, since they introduced him in <laughs> Thor, the yes. first Thor. She's like Jeremy Renner. Yay! Yay! <laughs> she once said to me oh, during even, a board um, meeting. Uh, one of the Bourne movies. Yes, two of the Bourne movie, movies. He's in. He's in two of them. Anyway, um, mm. Tanya once said to me during a uh, board meeting that can we bring in Jeremy Renner as a VIP? Just don't expect him to be on the floor. <laughs> he could be on a floor. He could be on <laughs> a floor. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Just, just not the floor. Tanya, Tanya, thank you. <laughs> There's more room sometimes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Come on. I can hope and And favorite part and of the first two, uh, two-thirds of the movie. <laughs> Dead air. I, I, I honestly think Hulk having the conversations and actually being a person that can talk and not all hulky. Uh-huh. Um, maybe when he's like throwing a car and being like throw, and like you know, pounding yeah. on the top of a car like uh. Hulk smash. Like he's, you know, he's faking it so well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was a, that was a good. And, and when it they was were in New York, and it was excellent CGI. Yeah. It was excellent CGI. It did blend very nicely. Yes, yes. no they mustache problem. Very well. Yeah. <laughs> Billy, favorite part of the first two thirds of the movie? I was going to go Tony and his dad. Okay. But I, I think I was just really happy to see Tony and Steve talking to each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just that I almost choked me up, even <laughs> though initially 
there were still bad blood between them. Mm-hmm. I, I sort of like the mending of fences between those two. Yet they said that even we'll lose together. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, and then that's a good callback to what they've built together, the two of them. How about you there, young lady? Miss Monk? Uh, Bruce giving Ant-Man those two tacos after <laughs> Ant-Man lost his tacos. <laughs> that was just awesome. It was just like, oh, he did not really give him one. He gave him two. <laughs> I'm sorry. Poor that Ant-Man. needed some love. Poor, poor Ant-Man was just, you know, Scott was just getting shafted early, early on. It was like, he was like, wait, what? Although I, I got to like, tell you. everything. Of the, of the touching scenes in the early part of the movie, Scott being reunited with his now teenage daughter was that was a that was a shot right through the soul. I was like, oh my god, you know him and Cassie having their reunion, and Cassie is now a late teenage instead of this little adolescent tiny thing. I know this has been brought up online and stuff, but mm-hmm. really, did Peter Parker's whole school disappear? Is that why that's everyone the is, di- that's the discussion that's the that debate I was right now, isn't it? I because it looked like they today. were all reunited at, at the end. That from what yes. I'm gathering, it's. It was just Peter's specific friend group. <laughs> They're all gone. Um, I think, well, you know, we've got... still at least one that didn't really like Peter. Thinks Spider-Man's cool, but yes. it's like, yeah, what's up, Peter? Yeah, Flash. In, in regards to the um, new movie coming out. But, yeah. The, yeah, like, Far From Home is supposed to shed some light on that kind of head-scratching plot hole. Okay. Yeah, because apparently Tom Holland even said, this seems a little confusing to right. me that everybody seems to be right in the same spot. But as there, because I was looking at something this morning in regards to it, it said, well, if they were snapped out of existence and snapped back into existence, they are still the same age. Everyone right. else is aged. So, like, maybe yeah. if their teachers are might be five years older, mm-hmm. whatever, because maybe they didn't disappear. But yeah. plus, a good probability, of the school. you have a one in two chance of getting snapped out of existence. So, so there was I a website say 50% out there. percent of the school had to have gone. Yeah. There was a website out there. You hit you hit a random riser button, and it told you if you survived the snap or not. I did not. <laughs> I'm very bummed about that, by the way. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, so. Um, so we've traveled through time, and this is a different version of you that's hosting this podcast? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, I got snapped back in, didn't I? That's a thing. So let's do it. Let's. Like, we've talked about uh, some various bits and pieces and wait, bits and wait, pieces. Wait. No, My favorite... I'm not going to wait. Screw you. You're fired. Oh, okay. <laughs> go, ahead, sure, go ahead, Tony. Um uh, I would say my favorite scene was uh, Tony and his daughter. Okay, Morgan. Morgan. Yeah. I love you 3,000. Um, yeah. That, yeah. That's the setup right there. Yeah. Because you knew. At that it was a nice time. setup, and then uh, it mm-hmm. lets you for later uh-huh. when they knock you down. <laughs> See, I think I was just so into everything happening as it was happening. I didn't necessarily see all the foreshadowing yeah i didn't see the foreshadowing okay i didn't see well the the stuff at the end i didn't i still didn't know who was gonna die who was it it just never occurred to me to think about it as they were foreshadowing it well you know the i love you 3000 thing came in before he actually cracked the time travel equation Mm -hmm. so they hadn't signed up the team so you didn't know you didn't have the hint that that clint or natasha was gonna Mm -hmm. was was going out um but there was something about the tenor of it. There was something about the flavor of that whole mix match between, you know, between Pepper and Tony and Morgan and back and forth a little bit there. There was something there that told me that Iron Man was the guy, that, mm-hmm. that Steve was going to survive. But I just didn't know that. I, didn't, I didn't, couldn't see the nuances of Steve's survival coming up. But nope. I knew I kind mm-hmm. of had that hint that they set Tony up 
The only thing I thought absolutely going in uh-huh. uh, was that Steve and Peggy were going to wind up together. I didn't see that part. That I was the only thing didn't that, see that one in my head, even before the movie came out, mm-hmm. my head was telling me, as soon as like I I got the feeling time travel was going to be involved, mm-hmm. you know, I said, well, Steve and Peggy are going to wind up together. I'm I, glad it did. I was yeah. so but, so into it. But then that throws another like plot hole into the, the mix. Did he spend a different timeline with her during this whole thing and then jump back in? Well, they're playing with the multiverse at this point. How make, did well, he make sure that nobody saw him? Well, it <laughs> or be that, that it didn't like totally shift like Agent Carter's show and well, everything. Else. You got you, you yeah. can't go. Here's the thing: you're not going to be able to do that kind of armchair quarterbacking at this point. You're not going to be able to do that. What's going on? She's just got to go. Oh, you're, you're taking off. I got we miss you already. Bye, Becca, honey. Becca, Becca, Becca. All this right. is our church. Yes, the Church of Nerd, <laughs> the Church of the Wandering Penguin. Um, you can't go back and start right. nitpicking all of that because you're going to give yourself a migraine when you do that. Mm-hmm. The best thing to do at this point is just acknowledge the fact that in the trailer, in the trailer for Far From Home, the next Spider-Man movie, he they make reference to the multiverse. So what they're going to do is they're going to hand they're going to do the DM hand wave, and they're going to be like, okay, all these timelines they split, they did this thing, they did the thing, the other thing. Don't think too hard. Just enjoy. Just enjoy the moment. And when you see Steve go back in time. And they're like, okay, we're going to bring him back. Five, four, three, two, one. Nothing happens. And then you see Bucky kind of quietly look off to the side. And he's got that look in his eye and he goes, Sam. And you see the back of the old man. And I'm like, now, I, now that was the moment when I was finally on board with where, where Billy is, where I knew I could see it yeah. playing it all out in my head to the point when, mm-hmm. when they do the focusing on, on the fact that he's wearing, wearing a wedding, wedding ring. ring. I knew exactly who had the other one. I, know where the, I knew where the match set was. And so when they fade back and they do the flashback to the little – you know, suburban house with the picket fence and everything, and you hear the music. That's World War II. Yeah, you, you know, know greatest yeah, you know exactly where this is going, and you love it anyway. You know, and, um, so that's the thing. My anyway. uh, friend Nate, on the way out of the theater, he was like, "So does that mean uh, Captain America uh, fooled around with his niece?" Oh my God! Not by blood! Oh, oh, not by blood! <laughs> and he didn't really fool around too hard with her anyway. Okay. The- uh- like Sherry the Nanny. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Like with the re- the Star Trek reboot. Mm-hmm. And you think about, okay, well, if this is what happened, then none of that other stuff happened. It did. Mm-hmm. There was a point where everything changes, branched. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we can't think of things. No, this Steve <laughs> never did. <laughs> the, the old man Steve sitting there talking to them and giving away his shield was not the same one who kissed Sharon Carter. Actually, it is. <laughs> it, w- it, it is. was. Definitely yeah, it was. was him. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. It was. because he's the one that goes back in time and decides I'm going to stay here instead of go <laughs> mm-hmm. back to the present. And he, but he switched every. He brought everything back that and then stayed. All right, where we're, he we're was. not we're not meshing up, but but I'm I'm sorry to say that's not entirely correct, sweetie. Anyway, we'll come back to that, Andy. Yeah, I was thinking about because in I think it was either Fat Man Beyond or in Smith's review mm-hmm. when they were talking about the whole time issue. Mm-hmm. And there's the fact that Peggy Carter says, you know, that she got married, this, that, and the other thing. Right. It never says who she got married nope. to. There is, you know, so she could have known all along and mm-hmm. never said anything about it. There was a reference. No, because at one point there in one of the movies, 
I can't remember which one offhand, but she's she's doing one of those newsreel interviews, and uh, she makes mention of the fact that he saved the man who would eventually become her husband. Yeah. Yeah. But she never says who that is. The man who would he eventually saved himself. Her I hate all of you. That's fair point. That is fair point. She says to him, okay. you know, that she had a life. All right, but moving over here. Okay, props. You can't see this, listener. I'm sorry, but props. Here's the Steve that's going all through history. Here's the Steve. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm kissing Sharon Carter. I'm I'm moving on. Now I'm going to go back in time. Still the same Steve. See Galaxy mm-hmm. S nine. Still Steve. Yeah. All right. He's still. And then he's like, okay, I did my bit for King and Country. Where's Where's Peggy? Still the same Steve. Yes. So he he still snogged. But, he still snogged Sharon. Yes. It's the same Steve. But not in. The, but it it's changed, because when he got to that point again, he wasn't there to snog. Sharon no, again. he was. It was just the one that went uh, that went through the forty <laughs> years in the ice. It's, Stop it's, overthinking. It's You're confusing. gonna give yourself some migraine. It's all confusing. Anyway, to quote Chris. And you're right, yes. by the way, Chris. Huh? You're absolutely right. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're so, right. for the first time in several movies, they finally did it. Avengers assemble. <laughs> yes. I will admit, I screamed. <laughs> The guy next to me, who had been at FC3, which I thought was hilarious, the guy, I'm sitting there in the, in the theater, the kids are next to me, as I explained er, earlier, and then this, this group of fellows sit next to me, uh, to my left, huh, on your left, and um, <laughs> and he goes, oh, this is so cool, I get to see the coolest movie with you, and I'm like, yeah, all right, good, dude, okay, and then he holds up his arm, does the sleeve thing, boom, pops it down, he's wearing his FC3 bracelets. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and and I'm like, whoa. He goes, yeah, I'm going to see the watch the, the movie with you. This is awesome. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> I wish you had higher higher bar to work with there, buddy. But, you know. Anyway, so I scream. He screams. Jules is going, don't get it. Because <laughs> it's not her thing, right? right. You know, so, but, but also the on your left. On your left was, was awesome. awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. Cap, cap, and then you're like, it did work, because that's when you're like, oh my god, you hear Falcon for the first time, and you're like, oh, it did work, it worked, it worked, and then you start seeing the teleportation cycles, you know, circles kind of like start fading into play, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, and um, you're like, yes, it happened, and they all start pouring through, and I think Wong had the best line, you want more? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Or is that everybody or something hey, like that? The, the line is, is that everybody? Have you seen the, the meme that's going around now? No. Wong with the, is that everybody? And there's Daredevil, Jessica Jones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I swear the portal's going to open yeah, soon. Yeah, anytime now. Oh, man. Hey, there was only one thing missing from that. What? That giant battle scene. Uh-huh. Nick Fury with a purple lightsaber. <laughs> yes. Oh, no, For a brief second in time, I was thinking you were about to say cowbell. No, no. I would, ne- honestly, I would never do that. <laughs> See. Um, right now, Lana and I and my mother are doing a, a, a kind of a Veronica Mars uh, watch through. Oh, I and love that show. Me too. And I'm realizing, oh my God, look at all the MCU people. Look at all the yeah. Marvel people that were in Veronica Mars. Valkyrie, Jessica mm-hmm. Jones. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, what the <laughs> Because when I watched it, I didn't know who most of these people were. That mm-hmm. show is so good. It is. And there's gonna they're redoing it. There's going to yes. be a new season on Hulu soon. Yep. All right, Tanya. What? You've been strangely quiet over there. I'm looking for Agent Carter's husband, Mystery. <laughs> She's doing research. I am. What? So Cap finally pulls off the Avengers Assemble. Everybody piles in. And you were saying, sorry, you were about to say something else. It looked like you were about to say something else. No, I said what? What is Because you were like. Oh, okay. And um, Monk had something. 
Well, no, oh, apparently okay. he's leading up to that. I was okay. waiting for that. Um, and then where was I? I had a thought, and then you derailed it. Damn you. Avengers assemble. They all yeah. come out. And then everybody. And then you get the ultimate fan service. That's it. The whole fight is the ultimate fan service. Mm-hmm. And then they, they treat the, uh, the, the, the new Infinity Gauntlet like a football. Oh my! Peter Parker was. It's the ultimate flea flicker. I love, I love the part where Peter Parker is just—he's like hunched over it, and then all the female Avengers are like, "We'll get it. We got it. We got this." Okay, okay. One problem with where the heck did Valkyrie's mount come from? Why does that? Why is she showing up with a mount? Do you have to have an answer to that? Yes. No, I'm not giving you one because I actually I do know. I'm just not telling you. They saved it from uh, from uh, no, Asgard. No, it's, it's, a, it's a feature of her weapon. Oh, it is? It's a feature of her weapon. She can call her mount. It's like okay. a paladin sword. That would be awesome if they had ever once mentioned that. So I wasn't sitting there going, the hell? It was it's... probably on the chop, but it's probably on the um, editing uh, room, yeah. room floor type There's thing. There's a lot of things on the editing room floor, apparently. The, the directors cut it. Of... No, just... Supposedly, <laughs> like. The directors cut of this movie will probably be like five hours long. <laughs> The uh, supposedly during the snap, uh, um, Tony's supposed to have like a vision of himself with his daughter as he's snapping, but his daughter's like 15, 20 or something years oh, old. Oh, right. It was the girl who played the lead in uh, the 13 Reasons. Yeah, I think so. Miniseries. Yeah. Catherine Langford is yeah. the actress's name. He was supposed to have a moment with her during the during Tony's snap, but they cut it out. To me. And that's and I think that's that's where I was heading was that snap the second snap Tony's. I am Iron Man. I am Iron Man. I am the the improvised the improvised line that capstoned the very first MCU movie ever. He was not meant to say anything. He was meant to just read the cards and maybe do a little thing and then go about its business. Um, but he improvised the line. They put it, and Fabs put it in to the movie. I am Iron Man. And that was the capstone of the very first movie, and then it became the culmination of Tony Stark's story, his last words, in the in the MCU. I don't know if this is true. It's something I just heard the other day, was that the first Iron Man movie didn't really have a sc- true script. Yes, A lot did. of it was just kind of like, okay, th- we're going to do this, and then this, and then this, and here, just talk. There were there were a couple of scenes that were supposed to be improvised, but it was a lot more structured than than. That's what hearing. I thought. It really kind yeah. of struck me as odd that that wouldn't have been more structured, but mm-hmm. I just didn't know. But but I do know at least quite a bit of it was improvised. Who who had the feels when that snap hit? <laughs> Anne didn't. <laughs> Anne didn't have the feels. Nope. Why? Nope. I didn't cry, and I didn't go to the ladies' room once either. But no, I, I got I got to the whole I got the whole thing without bathroom black without Same. a bathroom break. Same. Uh, I, I. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Tony. Um, I didn't. I I started bawling. So. <laughs> no. At, at the funeral, I was. Uh, I Sniffly. definitely had sniffles and yeah. tears running down my face. So, are you still leaning on the whole? This was not in the comic books thing. No, no. I mean, for the I, I like I like the movie for what it was. Okay. Honestly, it is. Um, it was very entertaining, great to get through. Uh-huh. Um, but I just, I just didn't get the feels because I, I in my brain kept thinking, "Well, this isn't right. No, that didn't happen." And I need to like learn to yeah, separate so you're still that stuck more. In the com- yeah, you're still stuck yeah. in the comic book lore. Yeah. So. Okay. But at the same point, I was like, "Oh my gosh, look at that!" And my poor husband, who has to sit next to me during all these movies, going, <laughs> "I didn't read that yet." And I'm <laughs> well. So you you know it now. 
Yes. But now, general question, was there a better ending? Could could they have done it differently in our in, in the general opinion? Was was there a better way to do it than having Tony do it? No. no. I don't think so. I think in the end it needed to be that way because in some of the comic books they do end them slightly, you know a little bit different right but this was a better wrap up of mm-hmm. what's happened the last 11 years right tony started it tony ended it that's it and a stark saves the universe i'm not making a game of thrones reference yes i am <laughs> yes i am anyway go ahead andy and then monk i think that and then we're for, gonna start closing up shop i think that for tony's story mm-hmm who he was, his journey, where he's come to, mm-hmm. he's got to be the one to end it. If for no other reason, mm-hmm. then that is the final, I'm Tony Stark, I'm Playboy, I'm Tony Stark, I've had problems, I'm Tony Stark, I've gotten better from my problems, mm-hmm. I'm Tony Stark, and I'm doing something that has, from going back to the, the first movie. Whatever it takes. Not about, but it's not about weapons for profit it's mm-hmm. not about anything for profit mm-hmm. it's for truly doing for other people mm-hmm. and that is There's the next the mission ultimate sign yeah. you know the ultimate sign of it because even him getting married having a daughter the mm-hmm. whole nine yards that was still all about him yep finally he's doing something that isn't about him and then cap did something just for himself yeah so you see the flip. for the first time yeah you yeah. see the flip you see the one go the selfish mm-hmm. one go completely selfless and the selfish the selfless one go completely a little on the selfish side at the end you know so you know that, i thought that was and, and i thought that was a clever way to kind of show the the dynamic between those two characters um yes monk absolutely love like that the one thing i wanted more than anything else was that either Bucky or Sam needed to get the shield in the end? Yeah, and I, they both had the shield in the in various points of, of the history of the comic books. If I remember correctly, Bucky yeah. had stood in, and then Sam was very pointedly had been given the shield by old man Steve mm-hmm. when Steve had the serum pulled out of him at one point. Um, so I thought that was a very good, it was a good passing of the torch moment. Yes. I liked that. That was definitely that, a good passing was, of the torch moment. That was a All great right. part for me. Last licks. Anything anybody want to talk about? Anything in particular? There's a lot, but well, nothing on my head. Of, yeah, you got, you got three hours of movie. So talk amongst yourselves. You know, talk to talk to each other. Talk to us. Make sure you're sending messages to us on Twitter, on Facebook. Uh, post things to this particular uh, podcast's uh, posting. You know, we want to have the discussion keep going. I I got to see this movie again. I know that I yeah. have to just just for the sake of I loved it, but I also want to make sure that I'm seeing all the little details that I may have missed. Going ooh ah oh. Actually, right? now that I've seen it once, I want to go back and watch the whole series again. All, all 22? All just right in a row, because even like going back to Thor 2, mm-hmm. it made me go, well, I sort of remember that when they went back yeah. in time to the scenes from Thor 2. Mm-hmm. Well, I wish I had a better grasp on exactly what was happening mm-hmm. eight years ago when that movie came I out. I think the, the, the cameos, there wasn't a throwaway cameo in the entire movie. Mm-hmm. All, the, all the cameos, all the little throwbacks, the callbacks, they were awesome. They were really good. Well done. All right, so this movie, we can talk about it for hours upon hours upon hours. We're not going to today, but the con- conversation can continue going forward in other places. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk, wrap up the business for this particular podcast and talk about some other stuff. Let's go to break with a little bit of Tony, Tony, Tony. Nice. <laughs> Nice. What a time to be named Tony.
Does the song actually go anywhere? <laughs> Is that it? You're, I'm going this way. <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> Missed opportunity that they have never used it. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. In the first no, they one, did it in the, they, the, the yeah, closing credits of the, the first movie. The first Took movie. it out. I, I was just watching the first movie today, and it was there. That's amazing. Okay. Wow. Oh no! They originally they had it when he first came out of the cave. Uh-huh. When he made after his first suit, uh-huh. they had it and then they took it out. I see. Well, I'm talking the closing yes. credits of the yep. first movie are there. Yeah. All right. So we are proud to announce a new partnership with the 585 Rocking Burger Bar, and it's on Pixley Road. Uh, we're going to be partnering with them to do events uh, every Tuesday, starting in middle of June. I believe June 18th, if I'm not mistaken, Miss Anne. Uh, stay tuned for here and all of our social media channels for details as that really kind of kicks into place. Uh, uh, specifically, though, on July 27th, it's a Saturday, uh, join us at the 585 Rocking Burger Bar for Mighty Monkey Corporation Cosplay Karaoke Night. The karaoke will be running from 6 to 8 p.m., and you stick around for live music with Wicked, uh, 70s, 80s hairband, uh, and they'll be extraordinary at 8.30 in the evening right after the cosplay karaoke. It's a $5 cover charge. There will be a 50-50 raffle. There will be raffle baskets and a dessert table that will tempt even the most discerning palates, especially if you like cupcakes, apparently. So keep that in mind. And if you're thinking about us, think about the 585 Burger Bar. they got a great couple of spaces. they got the outdoor concert space, which is where the karaoke and the and Wicked will be playing. And then they have the downstairs um, hangout room. The Inner Sanctum, we're now starting to call it, uh, and we will be there. Uh, if you want to be part of the Mighty Monkey business system, I can't even think straight right now. If you want to be part of the corporation, become a sponsor. We've talked about it a thousand times before. We'll talk about it a thousand times more. Uh, there are plenty of levels, and we could even tailor something to what you want. It's sponsorships at fc3roc.org. Follow us on Patreon. You know the deal. You can hear it. You can see it. Go to the website and take part in it when you're there there's going to be the whole new writer's blog with james irish and our own beloved sherry elberski already contributing if you have anything you want to contribute reach up to us at media at fc3roc.org is there a place you find your podcast but you still can't find fc3 monkey business let us know and we'll figure out how to fix that and follow us on twitter at fc3 mb podcast and if you do say hi we love it when you do so that's that from this now we have our question of the week tony yes you're fired. Okay. No, I'm kidding. Bye. Uh, what two <laughs> characters played by the same actor or actress would be most freaked out if they suddenly switch places and why? What two characters played by the same actor or actress would be most freaked out if they suddenly this switch places and why? This question seems to be confusing you. I am, I, Do you want me to give me, you uh, an answer? If, no, let me see if I'll give you an okay. example, see if I'm understanding this. Okay. All right. Chris Pine mm-hmm. as the guy in Princess Diaries 2. Okay. And Chris Pine is Captain Kirk. Mm-hmm. And yes. suddenly they flip places, and yes. Captain Kirk is in Princess Diaries 2, and the little Count Prince, whatever the hell he is, is now on the bridge of the Enterprise. Yes. How confused would they? Am I in the right ballpark you with that? You are exactly in the right ballpark, so, and I have one So if Sherlock and Doctor more, Strange flip? I was thinking Sherlock and Smog. And Smog. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, okay. Smog would just eat Moriarty. <laughs> Smog wouldn't fit in the apartment. No, yeah. I was thinking of it as just their mind right. switch. Their body stayed the same. Oh. All oh, of a see, sudden, Smog's not, there's body's no way. in No, no, no. We're going we're gonna to go the more clear, clear route where the characters wholesale switches place. Because, quite frankly, that's just too esoteric for me. All right. Um, so, Billy... 
Yes. What two characters played by the same actor or actress, if they flipped, would be the most hilarious thing to watch? I've been thinking about this for close to a week, and I'm thinking Robin Williams mm-hmm. as Popeye. <laughs> Please and, say the genie. Please say the genie. Please say the genie. Uh, yeah. Genie's not bad. I was thinking Robin Williams is Mark, but okay, Miss uh, Doubtfire. But really, what I'd really like to see is Donald Trump the president and Donald Trump the guy from Home Alone Two. Oh, who would be most freaked out? <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I absolutely do love it. Because maybe the helpful guy in the lobby of the Trump Towers would be a better president. There you go. I, You know, I have to agree with you on that one. <laughs> hey, Monk. Yes. What's your choice for this particular one? Uh, just thinking about Chris Chris Evans in... Not uh, another teen movie? No. Okay. <laughs> no. I was thinking, like, Captain America and the Human Torch. Okay. Johnny Storm and Steve Rogers switch places. Mm-hmm. That could but they're be still both superheroes. Yeah, well, it's both them. Marvel superheroes, yeah. too. So it's Actually, kinda... Tony and I had discussed that possibility before this recording. Yeah, so. oh, yeah. we were talking about yeah. that. That's good. Who have I not gone to so far? I've gone to Billy and Monk. Mm-hmm. All right. And so, Tanya. I was uh, thinking uh, Ben Affleck as Daredevil uh-huh. and then Ben Affleck as Batman. Okay. Okay. Because then Batman would be blind as a bat. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, ouch. Ouch. Oh. And that's one for Rob. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, I'm. And that was something we were talking about before. I'm like, I guess I just don't think that way. Mm-hmm. So it would. It's oh. like playing the six degrees of Mark Shepard. It takes me. It'll take me a little while to. Yeah. Okay. Even, yeah. All right. I, I just thought <laughs> a good one. I, I just know. did too. Go ahead, Tony. You first. Uh, Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker and Mark Hamill as the Joker. I was <laughs> knew as soon as you said Mark Hamill, I'm like, I know you're going to go with the Joker. I had the same idea, but a different character. Which one? For the second one. Luke Skywalker, definitely the first one. Yeah. Cockknocker from, <laughs> you know, James Silent Bob Strike Back. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. Snape and um, the... Gruber? Die Hard? <laughs> no, no, not oh. Die Hard. The, um, the sci-fi one where he's, where oh, he's an uh, actor. Yeah, 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 oh. yeah. Galaxy <laughs> Quest. Galaxy Quest. Quest. Yes, that one. <laughs> or Snape and Robin Hood. His yeah. character in Robin yeah. Hood. Oh, sure. Or <laughs> Snape and the Metatron. And I got just in, Robin Hood just and Bull Durham. Guy. At the moment. Oh. <laughs> Robin Hood and the main character in Bull Durham. The, the, oh. Kevin Costner. Kevin yeah. Costner. Thank you. See, I was thinking of a Kevin Costner one, but I just, I, I'm doing a quick bit of research here because I just need the characters in the right order. Do you have one? I have, I have one. Okay. And Do you uh, have one? No, look, Okay. Matt Smith. Mm-hmm. Okay. As the doctor. As the doctor. And Matt Smith. Is, and Matt Smith as is. Mr. Collins in Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Yeah! <laughs> How about Matt Smith as Charles Manson? As Charles Manson. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> That's where I thought and you were going with no, that. No, I wasn't. I was trying to think of the right character name from Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. So I, I was so excited to see what him would in be that another, movie. Oh, here's a, here, let's do this. Ready? How about this one? Robert Downey Jr. Okay. As yeah. Iron Man and Robert Downey Jr. as uh, in Less Than Zero. Okay. Charlie Chaplin. Charlie Chaplin. Charlie, Charlie Chaplin. There we go. His character in, um, uh, his character in Weird Science. <laughs> David Tennant. As Barty Crouch Jr. and David Tennant as Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> <laughs> David Tennant 
as um, the Tenth Doctor, uh-huh. and David Tennant as his character in Fright Night. There you go. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. <he> was... <laughs> um, or let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Oh, there, you, you inspired another good one. I can't think of okay. it. Okay. Go ahead. Mark Shepard in uh, in Doctor Who, uh-huh. where he plays the American. Kenton. Uh-huh, Kenton. Yeah. And Crowley. Crowley. <laughs> Kenton would be very confused. <laughs> exactly. And Crowley would just go, okay, now what am I doing? Oh, okay. Colby Smothers as Maria Hill. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And Colby Smothers in How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> Robin Shirt. R- Robin Sh- something or other. Yeah. yeah. Robin Sparkles. Yeah. <laughs> I was young. I needed the money. Okay. Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne as Morpheus. But also oh. Lawrence F- Fishborn as as Cowboy, Cowboy Curtis. Cowboy Curtis and Pete Herman. <laughs> as soon as you said <laughs> Lawrence Fur- Fishburne, you know Cowboy Curtis is coming up. Take either one of those <laughs> that you just mentioned with yeah. Fishburne uh-huh. and flip it for his first role is Clean in Apocalypse Now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you bring up Lawrence Fishburne. Let's uh-huh. go with his wife, Gina Torres. Okay. Uh, Gina Torres in as Zoe in uh-huh. Firefly. Firefly. Gina Torres, I can't remember her character's name, in Xena. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think Zoe would be confused in, in Xena. She'd just go to, you know, go to just start fighting. So I think Zoe would do well in the Xena universe. What? Christian Kane, librarians yep. and... Angel? No. Not uh, Angel. Leverage. Leverage. <laughs> <laughs> the historian all of a sudden becoming the hitter, going, uh, what? The one who's getting clobbered to the one who's doing the clobbering. Uh, Natalie Portman as Padme and Natalie Portman in Black Swan. Okay. <laughs> or, or in Thor. At least one of those has better dialogue. Yeah. That's true. We got any other ones? Yeah. Anna Paquin in The Piano. Okay. Anna Paquin in True Blood. <laughs> True Blood. <laughs> or X-Men. Or X-Men. Uh-huh. Anne Hathaway. Princess, Anne Hath- Star- Princess Star- Diaries. Diaries. Anne Hathaway, Catwoman. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, Samuel L. Jackson, uh, Mace Windu. Uh-huh. Samuel L. Jackson, um, any other, any one of his other <laughs> roles. Just go with Coming to America. <laughs> Jules in Pulp Fiction. Jules in Pulp Fiction would probably be a badass in that Genosian fight scene in, in Attack of the Clones. I double dare you. <laughs> can you imagine? Say his name. Can you imagine <laughs> Django Fett versus Jules? Come on, there's yeah. a firefight, man. That's a thing. Anytime I think of Jules Jules Winfield, uh-huh. Jules Winfield hockey coach for the ESPYs that they did like 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. You can find it on YouTube. Yeah. It's hilarious. But Anybody got another one? Yeah. We I can, think we could go on all day. Hours. Yeah, that's one. why I thought this one was yeah. a fun one. I got one for you. Go ahead. Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds as Will Hayden, the political activist, whole nine yards, and definitely maybe, who's also a single dad. Oh, right, right, right. That's a good one. Or how about that? Uh, that second one, but with de- Detective Pikachu. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Either with Detective Pikachu. R.I.P.D. Anyway. Two guys, a girl, and a pizza place. Two guys, a girl, and a pizza place. <laughs> My brain is full. It's, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So that's a good enough. Let's go ahead and just tag this one out, and we'll see you guys next week. That sounds like fun. And we'll have more questions of the week like this that'll take an hour to answer. So this has been Monkey Business. A product of the Mighty Monkey Corporation, purveyors and producers of the Flower City Comic Con, coming at you once again in 2020. Follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, follow us wherever we go. 
and we will lead you to where the entertainment is. Keep an eye on what's going on because we've got a lot coming up this year. See you at the 585, and we'll have a great one. See you next week. Pika! Dun-dun-dun! <laughs>